0: connection isn't technology wonderful hooray <laughs> apparently it <is. laughs> it's almost like i'm there i know all right intro you're up brother go
1: how do these things start <laughs> we should have done a little bit of listening to a podcast uh, um.
0: <laughs> yeah we, we should probably do our research before we decide to set out on our own
1: <laughs> yeah why do i have to go first
0: it's your idea no my idea so all right i'm tony random dude sitting here in my home office and because we're locked in because of the virus bored out of my skull and decided that i wanted to uh try my hand at a podcast to get some practice and be able to hang out with my best friend andy who is going to give a, a uh backstory now
1: um okay so well little thing, say a little about myself i um I'm very much into disc golf. Uh, I play that regularly. I also go see a lot of different concerts, mostly. Not anymore. <laughs> well, <I'm> virtually <laughs> seeing concerts, almost, um, watching past concerts on DVD. Um, so yeah, I, I travel and see concerts. Um, I go, uh, and play D and D with people. And, um, well, used to. Now everything's virtual. Uh, and um, I don't know. Uh, the backstory with Yinsenat, the name. Um, so years and years and years ago, this is what, 2000...
0: Something, yeah. Long time ago.
1: I think it was 2006. Um, my, one of my cousins got married. And uh, I did... I shot the wedding uh, on video. And while the reception was happening, decided to go around and get some testimonials from people and put together a little, you know, nice little gesture of, you know, people saying nice things or whatever. And went around the family and friends and people I didn't know. And we came up with some skits actually. Um, And Tony here, uh, uh, him and his sister was at the wedding and they were uh, playing as, couple from west virginia and um you put on this this accent which was more of a west virginian accent but like after like getting all the audio from or video everything from everybody you had like a a a cool voice like that kind of was a little bit yinzerish but not fully and then like afterwards we just kind of both said that we should do some some skits.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. like, it's important to say, like, I think you had the initial idea behind that video was supposed to be a gift to your cousin, and uh, the newlyweds. And there were a lot of people that were doing that kind of heartfelt, um, oh, you know, we wish you well, and there were some of those spots where... Uh, folks were coming up and giving them their their best well wishes and then as the night progressed and people got drunker and drunker uh, yeah it started to go off the rails and I thought man we could do something funny with this and that was the kind of we're from Pittsburgh and the best insult for West Virginians is the inbred couple Um, so yeah my sister (laughs) real life sister and I decided to (laughs) <laughs> pretend that we were a couple and that I was surviving her many poisoning attempts and yeah at the time I think I was like I, I could do a pretty convincing Yinzer accent and it's still still with me despite how I've tried to lose it over the years but it was more of a uh, rural redneck uh, voice and morphed into full on Turtle Creek Yinzer and it, we thought Hey, we we could we could do something with this. You were big time into. Uh, let, let's try videotaping. Let's try some small skits and putting this stuff together. I mean, a, I l- thought, a little a
1: little backstory to that is, I I was going to um, the art institute for um, computer animation actually, but I was introduced into photography and filmmaking there. I had to take some classes, and that's what really took my interest, and and I ran with it, and so. I you know I did we did a couple short films for school and then I did um the Vader the Wonder Years uh fan film uh so we did that and then it this just naturally progressed into okay let's come up with some other things and so like we went to this wedding did this and we like that's when the character was born that's when like Tony became
0: Jim you know, yeah gym.
1: Jim. It's been so long <laughs> since I've
0: good old Jim Holuski.
1: Jim Holushki. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead. You were saying.
0: thing. Yeah, it, it was just, you know, we decided, hey, you were you were big into kind of uh dipping your toes into filmmaking and you had the camera and you had you know, I think you were starting to work on uh getting the gimbal so that you'd be able to make the transitions kind of smoother and motion smoother. And I was yes. like, hey, you know what would be fun? if I could try my hand at just basic screenwriting and you know, the best way to learn how to do that shit is to do get some hands-on experience. And, um, it gave it a shot. A couple of, they were, what would you say? 10 to 15 minute long episodes maximum. I think we were running for seven ish or so. Um, just little slices of life of our loser friend, Jim Halushki. And uh, obviously,
1: had,
0: uh, y- yeah, had, had uh, Jim, his best friend, um, and then ever. the random assortment of folks that were kind of orbiting that friendship and moving through how he had, the, it starts out with he had the worst day ever. And then moved on from there. So, kind of established the character and how down on his luck he was.
1: Yeah, he was. He was really down.
0: <laughs> was, he I think really what to... started out, lost his job, lost his girlfriend, lost his house.
1: Yeah, he basically had nothing except a box of his things, and showed up at Herrick's house. Yeah, with an H. Um, I know I have a Pittsburgh accent, so you might not hear it. Really <laughs> not apologizing for that so yeah and it just went from there we we worked we worked like five years on the scripts we had plans for three seasons we wrote I'd say one and a half it was a long time because like you know by the time we got all the equipment and you know people saying they want to be in it and then they drop out whatever but like everything aligned at a certain point and it just you know, we went with it and and I really felt like I, I really felt that we didn't get to explore these these people enough because it was I mean, as much as I liked the first three episodes, um I've also seen them enough of, you know, writing on them, revising, whatever. It's just like I was so sick of them. I just wanted to get into like the characters and and, and everything. But unfortunately, uh stuff happened and we kind of had to abandon the the idea.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it was, I think that the group of friends, it was kind of a labor of love and anybody that plays Dungeons and Dragons now understands the pain of trying to get four people on the same schedule, let alone like eight. And nobody was getting paid for this because we were all just a bunch of goofballs trying something new.
1: Hey, so, I bought bagels the one day.
0: I th- yeah. Yeah. There there was like breakfast there. It was, it was like a professional catering job. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But it was, it was really, it was a lot of fun, um, to write. Uh, I, I was really looking forward to how it was going to progress because I mean, going into it, we really wanted something along the lines of spaced. Yeah. We were really into, into that show. Simon
0: Pegg, Edgar Wright, um, Nick Frost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah we the were... number of nights that we sat watching spaced episodes over and over again and just kind of dissecting them and enjoying them, and just they, those guys had a significant impact on our humor, the character arcs, where we wanted to go with things. Um, it, it was, we were the wannabes, really.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really like how they like, took, Pop culture reference and just made it into into their stories the way that it did, you know. Like, I mean, all the whole thing with the Phantom Menace and how he was so pissed off about the Phantom Menace, and George Lucas, and the I know it's it's. I'm a big Star Wars nerd and and fantasy and all that shit. So, I, I feel if you're into any any kind of pop culture or whatever, that that show was just fucking perfect. And I you know, I wanted to come up with something like our own version, like a Yinzer version of it. And I feel that we were getting there. <laughs> I, I really like it, it's funny because when we look when I look back at it now, a lot of it like I, I love the show Community and um when you watch community over the seasons, I really felt that our show, Yinznat, was gonna be something not as good as that, but like our own version of it, they they kind of did what what I really would have liked to done with our characters, you know, at least for the first three seasons, not the gas leak season.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, obviously uh, I'm binging community again now for like the fourth or fifth time. And yeah, I, it never gets old. It's one of those things you really dive into and love. And I, I think our group of friends and especially our vision on this was aspiring to be what community became and what space became. You have your central group of characters and they have their own drama that goes along with them. And then there's this kind of satellite group of people that are orbiting them that come in and out as necessary in order to move the story along. But at some point you really start to care about the core characters and you really get to watch them grow. And yeah, for the the first um, season and a half that we had written, and and um, at least the next half of the season that we had sketched out, you know, Jim had gone from worst day ever to riding a pretty good high, and then having everything come crashing down around him again because you know you don't want to have just your your characters a single redemption arc that ends up hey they're the best thing they're they're now like the mary sue The, the best thing happens to them because they've been through the trials and tribulations you know you've got to you've got to ride out kind of that roller coaster of emotions because otherwise people just don't care and yeah i think that we were putting together those stories to not just for jim but you know herrick and some of the other characters they were all Going through their own um, kind of emotional roller coaster while the story was progressing. Yeah, and yeah, we just never got around to putting that all together because, again, scheduling everybody when you're not a it's a shame because like you know, group.
1: I really feel it. Like even if we would have been able to do like audio podcasts or something of that, like reading the script with the original people, that would have been cool. I mean, we could still technically try to do that. I mean, we're friends with mostly everyone still.
0: Yeah. Most, most of them are still here and available and we still talk to them, but yeah, like a, a radio show type yeah. thing, um, where we would just run through the scripts I mean, we've got the scripts are out there on the Facebook page. Um, people can see where we were going and for fuck's sake be, be gentle because you know, <laughs> we were, we were fledglings at our intended disciplines and, uh, this this was kind of our very first or, or at least an early foray into the screenwriting and filmmaking world. And yeah, there are things that probably should never see the light of day. But if you don't put it out there, nothing ever happens with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I was really looking forward to do some of the things that we, we had planned. Like, I mean, even for, um, I know for season two, like I was working on a musical. <laughs> episode. Yeah. Where uh, Jim and or Herrick was singing about STDs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and in and, and stuff, and uh, there was a whole. I I just know from I can't remember like I mean because we split the duties on on writing, so I mean I'm I'm more fresh with with the ones that's like the ones I did that stuck in my head. Is, like we did, this, I did this one whole like Pulp Fiction type like episode like reference, this one big reference that I really like. And, you know, I mean, there there was just a lot of cool little things that, like, we we really were intertwining. That's why it's just, yeah. I don't know, maybe for, <laughs> if we make it to 50 episodes, maybe we can get the, the cast back together and do a read-through of an episode or something. <laughs> It'd probably be easy to do it right now because everyone's sitting at home. <laughs>
0: yeah just grab a grab a weekend and say all right we're gonna do this rather than rather than doing that we usually spend those days where finally we can get everybody together and then play Dungeons and Dragons instead
1: yeah which has been a lot of fun to get back into I I mean I I did it when I was a lot younger and it was able to get back into it like a year and a half ago I think and um, it fell apart for a little bit and then we started another campaign and then we got another campaign going because that one ended. And then, you know, now that mostly everything is going virtual that we were able to bring you into it. Um, We got deer into it and, you know, some other people and it's just like, it's, it's nice getting, you know, crews back together.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I had actually gamed with, Uh, like Neil and Michelle for years um, in a different system prior to this. And, uh, you know, had, had various games here and there. Um, Some folks that uh, 10 years ago or so I I would game with and then met back up with them after a number of years and uh, started gaming with them again. Um, And then, you know, I moved away and all of that kind of in-person gaming went with it because you moved to a new place. Now you got to have uh, new groups or at least hopeful that there are new groups around there somewhere kind of um, interjecting yourself into those new groups is difficult at times. Um, And then now, like you said, now that we're all virtual and we can do this all through zoom meetings or whatever, um, it loses a little bit of the like in-person magic, but it's still better than nothing and sitting, sitting down and being a goofball with you guys uh, has been pretty fun over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. So yeah, yeah. in the campaign, uh, you play basically a furry, and uh, I, I am a halfling pirate. Um, steampunk kind of idea in there with uh, folks that kind of like that sort of thing. And it's been fun. So what was your character's backstory?
1: Um honestly it's not that fleshed out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm N- Nelhara Valente and I am a Tabaxi rogue assassin and we were playing in another campaign and I moved this one over cuz I really I really liked it. When when we switched campaigns and um I mean, I I had some ideas, but I, I mean, I jotted them down, but I, I really, I haven't fleshed it all out yet because like life has been so busy, I I haven't, I really haven't done it, even though it's like it's on my list of things to do. What what's your what's yours about? So
0: I play Feld Griff Toss Kettle, otherwise known as Griff. Um, yes, anybody that's listening that is familiar with old school Magic: The Gathering. Griff, the big fat purple hippo looking thing that nobody ever used because it was a joke of a card i was like hell that sounds like a cool fantasy name i'll go ahead and use that <laughs> um but yeah uh griff is like a he's a halfling swashbuckler rogue um using one of the uh subclasses out of xanathar's guide and uh he's been all over the oceans in various roles like navigator and cook and first mate. And because he's basically an idiot, um, he keeps getting left behind when the crews kick off to different ports. So, you know, they'll go on their adventures, they get to a port and then they just conveniently forget him behind while he's drunk or womanizing or doing something else in the port they take off and he ends up having to go and look for a new crew. So that's how I was able to kind of sneak my way into the current party because previous groups um, or previous crews have left him behind and he had to find his way uh, being a ferryman across one of the lakes. That's that's kind of like the general backstory to him. And I have some other things that will flesh out that I'm working with Ethan in order to um, kind of spring up uh, as he needs some story ideas as well. Even yeah,
1: being uh, our uh, DM, dungeon yeah. master. For those who um, aren't into the D- um,
0: DM. Yeah, it's it's always best to, you know, work with the DM. Give them some ideas so that they can work that stuff through and try to kill you, because um, that's that's what the DM's job is. And then you, as the heroic party member, get to knock out the bad guys, take all their loot, and then go spend it in the nearest town and. You know, boost up that economy with imaginary gold.
1: Yeah, but like my my character, the Tabaxi rogue um, assassin, I like to um, knock things off of things, especially if they're high. So, like, I'm I do like I am like a cat, a cat person. So uh, I do do that. Um, <laughs> I also uh, like to set things on fire a lot. Which, I mean, cats usually don't like fire, but I am one cat that loves the fire.
0: Ah, fire is fun. Get some marshmallows, a little bit of chocolate, you're good to go. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's good to kind of get back into that game. Um, there There's one that I am uh, part of here in Florida. And uh, I actually in person for the longest time at a local brewery, which is awesome because Dungeons and Dragons and drinking go together um so they they allow us to kind of sit back in the the back of the brewery away from the rest of the paying customers and uh, then we roll a whole bunch of dice and and kill imaginary goblins and stuff and that's been a lot of fun but uh yeah with the recent uh you know stay in your house kind of stuff we've been doing it online and while i have a nice refrigerator full of beer um it's just you know not kind of the same um but It still works. And the ability to join multiple games like this, uh, you have one local and then one kind of through Zoom that has been uh, pretty helpful in relieving the stress and getting to see folks again and goof around with folks. So it's been working out nicely.
1: Yeah, it has been nice. And even like just be able to keep in touch. I know that like this is something that we could have done a lot sooner, but like, I don't know, like we, we all have like
0: busy lives will yeah, do it, different it things. And I think this is definitely one of those cases where, um, you know, every everybody's busy. Everybody has their own concerns that they need to take care of. If you don't make time for people, it can end up being months or years before you get to talk to them again. And that's, that kind of sucks. So yeah, I mean, now this, this is one of those things where You know, we've been we've been talking on the phone or texting, especially when hockey was still on TV. Um, Hockey games were on. We'd be texting back and forth, and you know that just became part of our routine. And then the hockey season was suspended, and everybody was kind of locked inside, and everybody was worried about what's the next step and what do what are we supposed to be doing after going through a whole lot of. Uh, podcasts on my own voice acting podcasts and DD podcasts and whatever, i realized it was like, we can make a concerted effort to actually do this same thing, make plans in order to just stay in touch and talk about shit. And yeah. you know, the number of people that have told both of us, um, you know, when we were at parties and stuff, we we're telling stories. They kept saying, you need to record this. You need to put this down. Like, Okay, whatever. Um, hell, there, you know, Michelle had told me uh, multiple times that she still has a phone somewhere with one of my epic rants about one of the hobby conventions that we used to go to up in Ohio, and I just, I just went on, you know, one of those goofball acting rants about how terrible some of those people stunk in, in the. <laughs> big big gaming room because there were people there that decided they weren't going to go and get a room at the hotel where the convention was happening they would just show up and then would sleep in a corner of the main room for three days straight so you know personal hygiene is a little bit too much to ask for someone like that and yeah she was like she recorded that said it was hysterical and then from there was like you should you should record these things as you talk about them. You have a good storytelling uh, ability. So here we are, telling stories, randomly ranting about shit, and recording it because why the hell not?
1: I mean, like, we have had so many different <laughs> arguments and conversations about the silliest and stupidest things. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um we've been well uh, to, to have a little bit more backstory we've been friends since what was it tenth grade eleventh grade
0: uh yeah, I think tenth grade for me eleventh for you,
1: so it was nineteen ninety
0: four or five yeah, so I mean you're fucking old yeah I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know there's no disproving that but I mean, also, I don't act my age at all, so, I mean...
0: Yeah, I, neither do I. That's, that is the... We are perpetually stuck in uh, our younger frame of mind because it sucks getting old. Uh, and yeah, look at me. Woe is me. We're getting old, blah, blah, whatever. But yeah, long time ago. We've been friends uh, since then. And have many, many goofy ass stories that we've gone through and shared and conversed about.
1: I mean, we've been in bands. We 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 used to play music a long time ago. Um, and what else did we do? We, ho- well, no, we didn't really play hockey because that was before you.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean, I, I played it with a different group of folks. And that was out yeah. at the uh, m- municipal courts. We would uh, convert the basketball courts into hockey rinks, and uh, I'd done both—you uh, know, ball hockey and then uh, rollerblades there as well. Once I learned how to skate.
1: Yeah, I was not really good at skating, but we played flash um, deck hockey. Whatever. Um, I played deck hockey for a year, but we played behind the the grocery store. <laughs> Um, what was it Foodland? No, oh, the one we played because this was back in um, South Hills. Uh, we used to play behind Doll Campers.
0: Oh, the the like, old school one. Okay,
1: yeah. For if anyone doesn't know what Doll Campers is, like you're not missing
0: anything. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it was another um, department store for another time, like the '80s. It's not like Hills or anything. Hills was was a little bit more ghetto, but it was cooler i felt like doll campers was like the snoob snotty like you know (laughs) department store
0: yeah I, i think there were there was a little bit of overlap there where we played um uh deck hockey for a while we had a group of folks um that was uh down by the tunnels off of 51 there were some tennis courts that we would play there every so often that didn't last very long though But yeah, I remember remember that before you guys kind of switched over, you and Jay switched over to learning how to play tennis. And I was just terrible at it and didn't want to play. But uh, yeah. I loved playing
1: tennis. I I just wasn't really that good.
0: I I was beyond terrible. And it was like this, everything about this sucks. So (laughs) I'll sit and watch instead. But yeah, I mean, everybody our age in Pittsburgh around that time, learn how to play uh hockey well everybody that that i knew and and i surrounded myself with i couldn't care less about the people who played football um sorry dear um but uh sorry yeah sorry not sorry we grew up watching mario lemieux and yarimer yager and you know ron francis so these were guys that just john (laughs) yeah john cullen uh Joey Joey Mullen Slippery Rock Joe. You know, we've got a lot of folks that uh really put a hockey stamp on our uh youth youthful years and uh wanted to play like them, wanted to be able to be them. So, a lot of a lot of uh left-handed shooters that are usually right-handed dominant. I'm one of them. Uh I can't shoot right-handed, but I can uh have a pretty good wicked uh Left-hand slap shot. I guess I haven't touched a hockey stick in years, um, but I'm just going to pretend that I still can.
1: I have a hockey stick on my porch, so when I'm sitting down on my couch outside on my porch, um, when my cat Mao is being bad, I don't want to get up, so I just like angle the stick to kind of nudge him to get out of trying to eat the pine needles that fall from the trees because he just throws them up five minutes later. But anyway, yeah, that I, I am not that great with a hockey stick anymore either. <laughs> but yeah, being in Pittsburgh growing up, um, it was, I mean, yeah, I was a 70s baby. Um, and I was around to see some football stuff. And I was alive when the Pirates won, I think, <laughs> when they were successful. Um, but you know, I have to thank my sister for um, getting me in the hockey. Uh, I think she was in the hockey like before Mario came to Pittsburgh. And that's like when I started. And then when he came to Pittsburgh, it was all over. And like I, any other sports just inferior other than, well, ex- excluding disc golf because that doesn't count.
0: Did you just call disc golf not a sport? Is that what I heard?
1: No, I'm saying that like disc golf is is disc golf is a big passion for me. So like I love hockey and I love disc golf. So them those two are like my top sports. I I, I like football, like I'll I'll follow them when they're winning, you know, but like I don't really care. I mean, yeah, I want my city to win because I love my city and I don't want like I mean, we're the city of champions, not the city of losers. We're not Philly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just you know, I I'm just I right now it's been really hard with hockey not being around because right now we should be up to like, you know, still like two games a night or something. Maybe one game like one game every other night or every whatever. Cause it's hockey's just so fast and fluid and just there's so much emotion and everything into it. It's it's in the playoffs are the best time of year and not having that right now is just a huge disappointment and it's depressing. Cause it's like, it's a piece of you that's missing. Oh, and it's like, yeah, you, I you, agree. you live for this and it's not there. And it's just, you know, I mean, I've watched classic games because I miss it so much. I mean, I know what happens, but it's just like, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I'll watch Mario play again, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: score five goals, five different ways.
0: Well, yeah, I think not only, you know, you can find the highlights and some of the full games on YouTube, but you know, the Penguins organization has actually been playing a lot of the Stanley Cup final games um, on NHL TV. And they're they're the ones the Penguins win, because if you're a Penguins fan, why would you want to watch the ones where they lose? Um, But still watching those games, I can get back into that. Hey, hockey's still on. Like you said, it's not the same, though. There's still a piece that is missing. Um, When hockey season starts, uh, my evenings start at 7 o'clock when I watch the Eastern Conference games. And they end somewhere around midnight because I'll just watch as each game ends, I will switch over to ones that are close to ending and watch the rest of that game until the West coast games finish up. Sometimes they go until like 1am and I'm not going to stay up that late because I'm old um, and, you know, have to wake up the next morning at some point, but uh, still that entire evening, there's a hockey game on in the background and I'm watching it. And then understandable they, you know, this first world problems that they, they canceled that and my entertainment is now gone. But yeah, I, I get it. That's That was one of our uh, sit down, watch the games, have a uh, text thread going on, bitching about players that are on the ice. Um, Buckletown. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, we're certainly not going to endear ourselves to fellow uh, Penguins fans with that one, but I still maintain it. I, I, to be honest, I was I thought about this because this is one of the topics I wanted to talk about. Was you know how much we watched hockey. I don't even recall why I started to dislike Chris Letang as a defenseman in the first place. It just it like it has become a joke of itself, and I have to keep that perpetuating. Um, I can't remember why I started to dislike him, Um, but. When, every time he's on ice and he makes a mistake, I like call it out like a rabid idiot in our text messages because it's funny. Like it, it doesn't even matter if it's an actual mistake or not. I do it because it entertains me. So yeah. the whole reason behind it has been lost to time. Um, but again, it entertains me, and that's really the purpose I do anything in the first place.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I mean, like you watch all these other teams and you see their defensemen and I mean granted the pens are blessed with a a a good pool of, of talented players and Latang is very talented and he when he's when he's on, he is really fucking good. But when he is meh he is not really good <laughs> It's like you know Malkin going down the the, the ice, and you know he's going to do that little move, and then the defenseman's just going to pick his pocket and then go the other way because it happens all the fucking time. It's it's like you know uh, he pulled a Malkin. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. When when they have special maneuvers that are named after them that happen every time, you're like, yeah, okay. It's it's about time. It's been about the last six minutes without one of the Malkin maneuvers. It's time for one, and yeah, within thirty seconds, there's a Malkin maneuver.
1: It's good. You know, I mean, I'd rather see that than not see hockey at all. So I really hope that they do find a way to salvage the the, the playoffs at least. Because, I mean, if we get Gensel back, you know, I mean, Gensel will be back at this point. So um, it's just a matter of, you know, if our team could gel and put together a, a run, because we're talented enough, we can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, at this point, I'm. I'm not sure there's going to be any salvaging. It's just outright cancel it. The suspension provided a little bit of hope. Um, you know, suspend the season. Maybe if things kind of plateau off, we'll get back to it. But uh, at this point, I think it, it's uh, anything that comes out of this is going to be just a shadow of what it could have been.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like even if there was a um, a playoffs. You know, a champion or whatever. I'm sure there'll be an asterisk, just like you know, at on the side of it, you know, saying that you know, the season you know was cut short because of you know the coronavirus. And, I mean, just like all the um, the New England Patriots Super Bowl wins, <laughs> they all have an asterisk, <laughs> because, you know, they're <clears> hats. <throat> um, so
0: yeah, um, everything from you know Barry Bonds' home run record to everything Tom Brady has ever touched, it's all marred with cheating. Um, Or or there is some subtext that goes along with how they didn't uh, really do what they said they did. But, yeah, I mean, the the playoffs of hockey, at this point of the season, when playoffs would have happened and they would have been underway, you can't have people coming off of their, their couches cold. Um, obviously, that's not what's happening. These guys are professionals. They've been training solo, but they've been training inside their house. You know, they're not on the ice in squads, running the drills. They're, they haven't been playing games for months. This would be any playoffs that were happening right now would be no better than the preseason games that we go and watch um, just to see what the prospects are doing and have some of the stadium nachos. Because that's what it's going to be like. These guys are coming in cold, playing, trying to play playoff hockey, which is a different beast than the regular season hockey games. And it's just going to uh, look like Keystone Cops out there where people are going to get injured because they're cold. Um, it's not going to be the same. I I get they want to be able to put out their product because I want to consume that product. I want to watch hockey games, but I want to watch real playoff hockey. If that can't happen, then put it off till till the next season. Just, you know, scratch this one and say, hey, it's it's beyond our control to do anything. They've tried their best. They were looking at, you know, are there neutral um, hubs where just the teams can go and play? doesn't matter. Somebody on that team gets the virus. Now everybody on that team has the virus.
1: Yeah, and then you take them away. Like, if you put them in, like, a, a, a special site where, like, these teams are only playing, you know, and whatever, it's just... Then they're away from their families for, you're thinking, a couple months. And that's hard on, on them, their kids, their wives. It's just... It's, it's asking a lot. As much as I want to be greedy and, like, give me all the fucking hockey, um, You know, it's like... There's... There's people behind about, behind the behind that, and it's just like I, I don't. I want them to be with their families and be safe. And too, so,
0: yeah, it, agreed. So yeah. yeah, and I can still placate myself by watching um, the YouTube videos of Kunitz destroying the Ottawa Senators franchise for all time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Kenneth we're just we're just lucky to be able to be in a city that I, I mean I get what the patriots or New England people get because you know their team has been successful and you know have been able to be competitive for a long period of time and so like we're we're like that because I mean if it wasn't hockey, we were really good at football for a while and I mean baseball yeah they had their day and the like 1900s and whatever, but, um, early 1900s, (laughs) but, but, you know, I mean, we've been so lucky to see so many talented players come through the city, um, and, you know, some of the best to ever play the game, you know? So we've been just so lucky to, to be able to be successful, to win, see us win championships and players become like legendary, there um, Have you watched the new um, Justin Roiland show, The Solar Opposites? Is that what
0: yeah, that uh, just came on Hulu yesterday, released yesterday or yes, so. I, I have not seen it yet. I've seen it come through on the dashboard because obviously I have Rick and Morty on there that I watch. Um, and other very, very similar uh, cartoons and kind of comedies. I haven't checked it out yet. But that's on one of the things that I want to watch. I, like I said, I've been binging Community and The Wire and uh, Animaniacs is back on there again. So I've been, been listening to uh, some of those, those shows while they're on in the background. But yeah, the newest one, I have not sat down yet to actually binge through everything that's there.
1: Yeah, I've, I've watched a couple episodes and it's weird to hear Rick's voice like just off a little bit and see this like weird alien character with rick's voice because like it's basically rick's voice but (laughs) i mean it so far it's it's interesting i i mean i i mean i i mean honestly i didn't really care for the first episode of rick and morty i i just it was my least favorite out of all of the episodes so like you know I know that like shows start and you have to get like traction and whatever. So like, I mean, so far i I think I'm like three episodes in and, and I'm digging it. I will definitely binge it and get through it all.
0: Yeah. That might be one of those. um, By the next time we have one of these uh, recording things, I'll have sat down, made the effort to watch through it all. And that'll give us some topics to talk about through the next one. Because yeah, it is, it is on my schedule of, I want to be able to see this. Um, I want to I want to listen to um the actors that are doing the voices for that. To your point of it's weird to hear Royland doing his Rick voice with something else. That was one of the yes. things that just absolutely struck me with some of the uh other items when uh going back in time and realizing that uh you know Batman, the animated series. Uh, stuff that i used to watch when i'd come home from high school or from home from grade school animaniacs some of the warner brothers stuff um the voice actors that were there doing multiple voices and they'd all have some kind of a twist on their main voice i i had mentioned i've been listening to a whole lot of voice acting podcasts because now that is an interesting dive into that career so obviously i'm going to research like crazy in order to really understand what i want to get into because at first glance it just sounds like hey you make a couple of funny voices and people say hey you've got a good voice and you're in which is not the case at all um you know it's a business but the folks that have been in this business and have risen through the ranks they realize it's acting It's not about your voice. You need to be able to use your voice to act convincingly. And, uh, you know, they go through years of preparation to do that. Having those just slight variations from their main voice or their actual voice or whatever they want to present, they can sound like five or six different characters with those tiny variations, so yeah, having yeah. it's it's not just you know Royland doing Rick and then Royland doing uh, Morty where they sound very very different. If he has a one voice that he wants to riff off of, have the Rick voice with like a southern drawl accent or something like that. You know, that's a brand new character for him. All of that stuff yeah. takes a lot of practice.
1: I was, I, it's something I always wanted to do. It just never, never really stuck with it.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's one of. My, my interest, I think, started, it was very sporadic, where I was aware of what was going on in the back, background. Like, I'd look at IMDb and find out that this actor did all of these other things. And then I think um, Seth Green was the one that really kind of hammered it home with Robot Chicken, where he has such mm-hmm. a wide network of people um, that he can call on at any time to come and work with him his network of those various actors, when you see them playing different things, look on IMDb and see what else they've been in, how widespread that talent is and how they they all kind of work together in various shows and various fields. I was like, that sounds really, really neat. And then again, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of abandoned that idea, focused on other things instead. And I think it's come back full circle of, yeah, there is a lot of work to be done, even in commercial, is the one that I'd be focusing on. Um, you know, be able to hear yourself narrating something for a commercial on TV in between um, you know, the breaks of whatever. But ideally, sure, I'd love to do something in animation or computer games. Um, problem is, that's stupid competitive. There, um, they're they're all very supportive, and I've attended some meetings with those people that are kind of trying to build you up and saying. Yes, it's competitive, but there are literally thousands of um, commercials. There are thousands of studios. There's the com- competition for the biggest roles is certainly there, um, and you know there's no way some nobody is going to go up against you know, uh, D. Bradley Baker uh, or Troy Baker and be like, "Hey, I want I want to be able to compete with this because it's just not a winning battle." But there's a whole bunch of stuff out there to cut your teeth on. It just takes managing it like a business. You really have to look at it as this is this is your business, this is your brand. you gotta move forward with this and then make those networking connections and that like it just seems overwhelmingly daunting and uh fun though it it's uh I would just I'm at the point now where looking for those those uh, acting lessons online so that I can really dive in with the acting part of the voice.
1: I know that there's classes and like there's those master classes you can like get a subscription to yep. or whatever. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There, there are, through the podcast that I've been listening to, there are tons of folks that, especially right now, um, they have been looking to supplement their income. Um, either they have their home studio uh, where they've got a booth set up um, and I have one that I've been working on here. Got a walk-in closet that uh, I can use as a recording booth. Um, but yeah, they're they're looking to bring in classes. You have the master classes. Um, you're able to speak with them either in a class setting or one-on-one with them to really understand how they act, get some pointers and and uh, some tips on that. I think uh, right before all of this stuff happened. I was looking in for local acting classes, like at the local theater and uh, was hoping to get in on some of those classes. And then everything got canceled because you didn't want to group up. And as the quarantine was happening and everybody was getting sick. So I was like, well, there goes that chance. But if things are being offered online, it's just a different scenario. So, but yeah, need a job before that happens. So hopefully in the next week or so job for me, that'd be great. Got interviews coming up here over the next uh, couple of days. And I'm hoping that actually leads to something. Cause that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Jobs are always good.
0: <laughs> well, not all of them, but yeah, when you don't have one, having one would be a great thing. All right. So we're sitting at like 40 minutes on this one, not counting the ones that got cut off earlier. So
1: yeah, and I definitely think that um, editing will need to take place uh, uh, on uh, a lot
0: of ed- editing, editing is for suckers. It's it's not real. We want this to be real and guttural.
1: Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. But at the same
0: time,
1: a good artist knows when to trim what. And I feel that like there's a lot of my stuff that you could trim. <laughs> In fact, you could just you could just take my voice and change that to a robot voice.
0: Oh nice. Yeah, I could I could do that. <laughs> have it have it be very kind of like monotone, robotic. And then it'll be like I'm talking to um Alexa and she's just responding back to me. That'd be awesome. <laughs> she no, no, I'm in a different room. So
1: <laughs> oh. I have one in every room because I, I because I wanna be able to listen to music in the entire house. So I have it set up where I have it all on one on one network and then like I whatever group I created so I can listen to music on every in every room on every floor. So there's one in the basement, there's one in the kitchen, in the dining room, in the living room, in the bedroom, in the spare bedroom, The only place that there isn't one yet is the bathroom, (laughs) and the only reason why is because I don't have an outlet to be able (laughs) to put it in.
0: Yeah, that's that's the only reason why. Not because you wouldn't want Alexa listening in as you're taking a piss.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's you know, everybody. I'm sure
0: I'm sure somebody is going to write up a skill that will allow you to track um, how often you use the bathroom, and then because. Uh, privacy is not a thing on the internet, it will then tell you and tell your doctor when there's a problem and prescribe some kind of medicine for your urinary tract problems. So there you go. You've you've got Um, that to look forward to. You install a a dot in your bathroom and it'll tell you if your piss is bad or not.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, let's top this. Okay. So looking on the app store, there is an app. P and C, water reminder. So it, you get reminders to drink water based on how often you pee. And there is an Apple Watch um, app for it, so you can log in everything there. There is a Poo Keeper log bowels and um, IBS. So you can log your poop and see, I mean, there's Oh, pictures. even
0: better. Nice. So you can, so it's not just like a spreadsheet. I wonder, I wonder if it, they have like identification tables. So that would be great.
1: Okay, this is great because it gives you, okay, type smooth and soft sausage. Oh, they're <laughs>
0: categorizing it now. So it's not even like just a the time cat- You have to categorize. It. See, this is, this is where the world is going. You want to log and data everything because who knows?
1: maybe we should do that maybe we should for you know for the the next one download this app and then hopefully it's free and then log and see how our logs log,
0: log our logs that's log that's great logs. i'm log not gonna do logs. that though
1: <laughs> no because like i'm i'm the i'm i'm so like poop shy like bathroom shy in general just because like I don't know, like, when you're in the bathroom, that's private. Like, you know, that's why I have a sound machine in my bathroom. And when I have people over, I turn that sound machine on. So anytime you turn the lights on, the sound comes on. So whatever you're doing in the bathroom, like, if you're freaking murdering chickens in your bath- in my bathroom, I don't want to hear it, you know? So, like, so I want a nice, smooth, calming sound like the ocean or, like, uh, a, a crick a creek whatever you want to call it depending oh, on Oh full on yinzer Creek. You know. Yeah, yinzer Creek. So like so like I, I like whatever you do in the bathroom like whatever I do there like I don't want anybody else listening to my my Well see shit, if you put okay? the the
0: Alexa thing in there then you could broadcast exactly what's going on to the entire world through all of these apps. You wouldn't even have to worry like it, you all that shyness would go away because it's like a, a Trial by fire. Well,
1: well, that's the thing. It's like one time I will accidentally—I know it'll happen. You'll be drunk and you'll be like going. And it'll, it'll be like, oh, "Alex, stop listening." Um, <laughs> turn, you know, turn the music on, and then you accidentally call somebody on it, and you're taking a deuce, and it's not like, you know. I mean, I don't know. You might sound like Serena Williams <laughs> while you do it. I don't know. <laughs> or, uh, you know. So if you're dropping it, you're dropping it. So yeah, that that will be my luck. Is the one time I do use it, it will call people like and,
0: like group you know, text. Yeah, it would group text call text. everybody on your friends list, and they would all be privy to what you were doing in your privy, and that would be spectacular.
1: Yeah, the last thing you want to do is share your bowel movements your friends and family, <laughs> coworkers, and neighbors. Oh man, that's scary.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of a note, better way to end this.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know, I, I think it went down the toilet right there, so we should end it.
0: That sounds great.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, hopefully this will get yeah, better. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like you said, everybody, everybody yeah. has their pilot episode. You start out, and it's a little rough at times, and then. You know, if people decide that they want to send hate mail um, or feedback or money, that'd be great. Um, Then we could improve this to make it more entertaining than just talking about Alexa poops.
1: Yes. And um, make sure to check out uh, Yinzanat on YouTube. Um, The first and only three episodes we ever shot uh, are on YouTube. And you could do a search for that. Yins and at. It's very easy. And uh, there is a Facebook group too that has some behind the scenes stuff. We didn't have a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but we do have scripts for the remaining episodes that we planned on doing. So those scripts are up there if you're ever interested in, in reading those too. So do you have nope, anything not else? Not a thing. To add?
0: Just figure I'll end this and then edit it, or maybe not, and just leave everything in there because that's funny too. And then uh, have it back uh, with some new stuff <laughs> next week.
1: Yeah, edit the shit out of this. <laughs> edit the shit out of this. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you, everyone. And have a better tomorrow. Indeed.